Hello, I'm Dr. Jim Taylor, and welcome to episode 41 of my Train Your Mind for Athletic Success podcast. This episode is the first of four that will explore what is preventing you from committing to mental training and how you can develop a comprehensive mental training program to support your athletic goals. The topic for today's episode is seven reasons why athletes don't do mental training. Over the many years I've been working in the field of sports psychology, I've championed the benefits of mental training for sports to thousands of athletes. My profound belief in the value of mental training for athletic success comes from three places. First, from my years of conducting and studying the extensive body of scientific research that overwhelmingly supports how mental training can have a significant impact on athletic performance. Second, for the last three decades, I've been working directly with athletes of all levels of ability in many different sports. I've seen firsthand how what I've described to you in Train Your Mind for Athletic Success has improved the performances of countless athletes and teams and allowed them to experience exceptional performances and gratifying successes on the field of play. Third, my belief in the value of mental training to achieve your athletic goals comes from a very personal place of having experienced its power as mental training was singularly responsible for a quantum leap in my own psychology, performances, and results as an internationally ranked alpine ski racer in my youth. In fact, these personal experiences were the foundation for my passion for and career-long commitment to the psychology of sport. Convincing athletes and coaches of the value of mental training doesn't seem like a very hard sell, considering that when I ask athletes how important the mind is compared to the physical and technical aspects of sports, by far the vast majority say it is as or more important. Given that so many of the athletes I speak to or work with have big goals, it seems only natural that they would take my ideas to heart and incorporate them into their training regimen. Yet, Despite my best efforts, if I had to guess how many athletes actually make mental training an integral part of their preparations, I would put the number at less than 10%, and I'm being very generous there. The question I've been asking is why? I've concluded that there are seven reasons that explain why athletes lack of investment of time and energy into the mental side of their sport. Reason number one, they don't care enough about their sport. Let's be realistic here. Talk, as they say, is cheap. It's easy to say that you have big goals in your sport. It's an entirely different thing to translate those goals into motivation and action. So one reason why some athletes don't make mental training a part of their efforts is that despite their lip service about wanting to be the best athlete they can be, they just don't care enough to do the work necessary to develop themselves mentally. Now there's nothing inherently wrong with this lack of motivation. If you don't wanna be the best athlete you can be, that's fine, that's your choice. At the same time, when you don't accomplish the lofty goals you say you want to achieve, you shouldn't be surprised. Reason number two, you don't believe mental training works. As much as I like to think that I make a convincing case for the value of mental training in sports, there are plenty of athletes who just don't think it matters that much. Rather, they believe that if they just work on the physical and technical aspects of their sports, that will be enough to reach their goals. One of the big challenges of persuading athletes of the value of mental training is that, unlike the physical and technical aspects of sports, the benefits aren't tangible. If you want to see improvements in your strength, you can see how much weight you lifted before and after you begin a weight training program. If you want to see your technical progress, you can watch old and new videos of yourself performing. But you can't directly measure or see confidence, intensity, or focus and you can't know that improvements in those areas necessarily translate into greater competitive success. 
As a result, you can't be sure that mental training actually works and actually helps you at all. And without that clear proof, it's easy to be skeptical about whether it works. Buying into mental training is to some degree a leap of faith you have to make on your own if you want it to be a part of your sports efforts. Reason number three, there's no program. Thanks to the internet, there's a wealth of information about mental training available to anyone who wants to learn about it. But there's a big difference between having information about mental training and being able to apply it to your sport. Unlike, for example, physical conditioning, where you can go online and find literally thousands of strength programs to follow, you would be hard-pressed to find similar structured programs for mental training. And without a clearly defined program, the simple reality is that it's difficult for an athlete to create a mental training program that will actually work. Reason number four, it's not a part of your usual routine. Another reason is that mental training is simply not a part of what most athletes usually do in their training, so they just forget. I find this happens a lot before and during training. I will, for example, describe the importance of, say, a training routine and how to implement to a group of athletes. But minutes later, these same athletes will still be hanging out, chatting up with their friends, doing nothing to mentally prepare themselves for training. Just like physical muscles and technical skills, until mental muscles are strengthened and mental tools are well used, they will usually slip your mind unless you focus on them constantly. Reason number five, it's repetitive and boring. Hopefully, you participate in sports because you have fun and love doing it. At the same time, I'm sure you'll admit that all aspects of sports are not always fun. Whether it's conditioning, taking care of your equipment, or doing repeated drills, sports of all sorts can get repetitive and monotonous. The same holds true for mental training. If you do too much of it or don't create some variety, you're gonna get tired and bored of it. But another reality of sports is that continuing to do things in your sport even when it's not fun, do you remember the grind from an earlier episode, is essential for athletic success. And though many aspects of your sport may get boring, what isn't boring is performing your best and achieving your athletic goals. Reason number six, it's not supported by coaches and parents. It's difficult for you as an athlete to make a commitment to mental training if you aren't supported by your coaches and parents. Two reasons. First, you base your judgments on the value of different aspects of your sport, partly on the messages you get from those around you. And if your coaches and parents aren't sending you messages of the importance of the mental side of sports, you're not likely to buy into it yourself. It's absolutely essential for coaches and parents to send messages to you that say mental training is really important by talking about it and making it a part of their team culture and family discussions, respectively. Second, athletes these days don't have a lot of free time on their hands between physical conditioning, sport training, taking care of your equipment, and video analysis, not to mention school, sleep, meals, and socializing, there just isn't much time in which to slot mental training. It's the coach's responsibility to carve out time in their athletes' daily schedules into which you can fit mental training, such as goal setting and mental imagery. Coaches must also help mental training become a habit in your daily training efforts and on the day of a competition by including mental tools into their feedback and reminding you to use those mental tools in your training and competitive preparations. Lastly, reason number seven. Mental training is, well, a little bit weird. I'll be honest, some of the things I ask athletes to do in training and before competitions can seem pretty weird. For example, running around and jumping up and down to raise intensity, moving their bodies while doing mental imagery, and talking to themselves in an aggressive mindset. 
And one thing I've learned over the years is that most young people don't want to stand out, at least not in an odd sort of way, because being accepted by their peers is one of their most important needs. Imagine this scenario. You're at the start of a training session and all of your friends are goofing around and talking to each other. But I've asked you to not talk so you can focus, be very physically active in your warmup, and to really move your body while doing mental imagery. Wouldn't you feel a little self-conscious? And might you actually be reluctant to do those things even if you know it will help you perform better? But here's my argument against that need to fit in. If you want to perform like everyone else, be like everyone else. The surest path to acceptance by your peers is to do what everyone else does. And the surest path to mediocrity as an athlete is to do what everyone else does. It's been my experience, both personally and professionally, that to be great at something, you have to be different than others. And yes, that sometimes means being weird, or at least doing what others perceive as weird things. And it also means that you won't necessarily be accepted by everyone. But do you think Steph Curry or Serena Williams or Tom Brady or Roger Federer or Ali Reisman are normal people? Do you think they worry about being accepted? In both cases, I'm going to say no way. All they care about is performing their best and being successful. Be average and normal or be your best and a little weird. The choice is yours. An unknown quote. Physical strength will get you to the start line, but mental strength will get you to the finish line. I'm Dr. Jim Taylor, and thanks for listening to episode 41 of Train Your Mind for Athletic Success. And be on the lookout for episode 42 in the near future.